Welcome to the Least Life. The Liz. Hello. And welcome back to the Liz Life. That's Liz with two Z's. I'm your host, Elizabeth with an S. Last week, we talked a little bit about uh, how I got into fitness, the things that I like to see and cultivate in my clients when they come into fitness, um, the environment that we've created um, with our training program and our members, um, and how we move through this fitness space as it exists um, today and as it, as it continues to evolve. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about intentional goal setting and the language that we use to be intentional with ourselves and our goals, with ourselves and our bodies, and in creating an environment where um, other people can feel intentional with their goals and goal setting and empowerment. When people come into the gym, oftentimes they will bring uh, photos uh, or bring up pages of someone um, that they admire. They really love their physique and they want to look like that. And I really want this. That is so sweet. I love that someone is inspiring you to want to improve your lifestyle and is motivating you. I think that's wonderful on its surface. Here's the thing. That person is not you. That person does not have your bone structure. They do not have, they do not have your heritage or ethnicity. They do not have your lifestyle. Um, there are a lot of things at play. You can want, you know, they can inspire you. Oh, I want, um, thicker legs. I want more abdominal definition. I want leaner arms. Um, you can have those things. I want more, more sculpted glutes. You can have all those things, but those are going to look like what they look like on your body, on your frame. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there is a good chance you will never look like that person. You're never going to look like your favorite Instagrammer. You're never going to look like your favorite TikToker. You could spend a hundred thousand dollars on surgery and still never look exactly like them. You can look kind of like them, but reaching those goals, having stronger legs, um, more abdominal definition, leaner arms. Those are things that are going to look like what they look like on your frame. If you are a two-door Honda Civic, you are never going to look like a four-door Honda Civic. And if you are a four-door Honda Civic, you are never going to look like a two-door Honda Civic. We can switch up the doors. We can put Lambo doors on those bad boys. We can put a spoiler on the back. We can give it a fabulous paint job. We can redo the interior. We can soup up those cars beyond recognition. But their, their structure will never be the other's structure. Does that make sense? It's not better or worse. It's just different. It's just different. And setting realistic goals for yourself is really important in cultivating confidence in yourself. It is very detrimental to your mental health to set goals that you will never achieve. And it's not to say you can't have everything you want in this life and for yourself, but you want to be intentional with your expectations. You can have what you want for your body. 
But when you come in with someone else's physique, you are essentially saying, I want their body. And that's where it gets really tricky. That's where it gets um, really, it, it can get kind of toxic in that way. You could eat exactly like they eat. You could train exactly how they train. Their physique belongs to them. And yours might have the hallmarks of their physique, but it is going to look like what it looks like on your frame. That's what's really, really important here. What's really important is that you have a good frame of mind and a frame of reference for what you want and what your body is capable of. Because when you set out to look like someone who doesn't look like you, you know, if you're 5'2", you're never going to look like someone that's 5'10". And conversely, if you're 5'10", you're never going to look like someone who's 5'2". Um, but that doesn't mean you can't look incredible. It doesn't mean that you can't reach the body composition goals or body goals or training goals that you have for yourself. Um, it just means it's not going to, it's just not going to look the same, right? That path might be a little bit different based on your body, based on what you've got going on. You know, a lot of those people they're they eat, live and breathe fitness, that is their job, right? It is very easy to take someone whose job it is to be aesthetic and say, I want to look like that, but maybe you have a very busy schedule. Maybe you are allergic to some of the things that those people use for their supplements. There's a, there's a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different things that we take out of context. And again, I talked about this last podcast. This, I, I talked about this on the last podcast. Context and nuance are so important. Someone who has been training for 10 years is going to look different for someone that's been training for a year. Someone who has the time to work out two, three times a day and nourish their bodies in a way that they can sustain that is going to look different than someone who is working one or working out one or two times a week. Now, do genetics play a role? Does the way that your body holds muscle or metabolizes nutrients um, play a role? Yeah, all of those things. I mean, let's talk about training principles aside. All of those things play a part in setting realistic expectations. Um, so I want to absolve you of that pressure for goal setting, number one. Um, also, when people come in and talk about what they want, a lot of times they'll come in and say, oh, I want to be tone. It's not really specific. It doesn't really, that's not a measurable goal. What you're usually talking about when you say you want to be tone is that you want to have a different body composition than the one that you have. You, you probably want more lean body mass. And then in order for your body to display that lean body mass, we want to decrease our body fat percentage. And that creates a leaner, stronger aesthetic. Um, that is usually what you mean when you say you want to be toned. Those things are measurable. You can, um, you can measure those things. You can measure your body fat percentage. You can measure how much muscle mass you have. On top of that, when we talk about increasing muscle mass, okay, how do we do that? We start weight training. We add more weight or we move um, through our movements better with more control to cultivate deeper strength. Um, we're able to hold things for longer, you know, so on and so forth. When you talk about body fat percentage, are you, are, is your energy balance 
appropriate for the movement that you're doing so that you can decrease your body fat percentage? Are you being intentional with your movement choices and with your nourishment choices to help you get towards your body fat percentage? When you kind of dissect that word tone and you separate it into these two intentional things, then you can create intentional action. Um, so we, again, language and intention and action, all of these things kind of come together to create this for you, right? Um, I'm a solution-oriented woman, but I can only have solutions to to a problem that has a specific outcome. And so my job is to help people, is to hear what people say to me, and I filter that and I say back to them what I think they're saying to me, and we come up with a goal together, and then we talk about actionable steps to help get them to that goal. That requires really intentional language, and it's through that intentional language that I have been able to develop the program that we have today and the way that I, I structure uh, my training clients' programs and so, and so on and so forth. Um, when we talk about language, and it's what led me to this importance of language, how important it is to be very specific and intentional with a lot of things, that's actually something that I have implemented in my own life, That, and I don't really know which came first, the chicken or the egg, but it was something I became aware of through my career and something that I have implemented in my life and, and maybe vice versa it's been part, it's been a very deep part of my growth and it's, it's so simple, but it's so profound in an adjacent example, for example, the way that I, um, you know, last podcast, I talked about my vulnerability and the person I wanted to be. I tried to remove negative language from my sphere or language or unintentional language from my sphere. And that applied across the board. Um, a really profound way that I've I've found impacted me was the way that I greet people or the way that I allow people to greet and speak to me. Um, when I greet people, especially women, I will usually say, hello, goddess. Hey, babe. Hi, love bug. How are you? Gorgeous. Hey, beautiful. And it just adds a little bit of pizzazz, a little razzle-dazzle, a little positivity, um, because I want my interactions to cultivate that. I want my interactions to cultivate warmth and love and support and affection. Um, I don't want to greet people like, hey, bitch, sup, slut, like, ooh, that makes my, I don't like that at all. And even though I know it's not coming from a, a bad place, there's no reason to bring that energy into our interaction because it is quite insidious. You know, it's, it's quite, um, it misses the mark. It's unintentional. Right. And that's not the kind of, I don't talk to people like that. I don't talk to my friends that way. I don't talk to strangers that way. I don't invite that language into my interactions. Um, I was talking to some male coworkers and they talked about how guys like to greet each other, like, and excuse my language again, but Hey pussy, what's up? Like, Ooh, miss me with that. I do not like that at all. Miss me with that shit. I, they don't like that it, because it, 
even it's just so unnecessary. It's so extraneous. And really it just plays into this hyper masculine, toxic, um, toxic masculine energy where you don't, you don't have to talk to your friends that way, you know? And again, Oh, I don't mean anything by it. People are so soft, yada, yada. I mean, maybe, but like, I mean, you could come at it like that, or you could say, Hey, that's not actually how I feel about you. So I'm not going to talk to you like that. Like, it's just so, it's so simple. I don't feel that way about you. So I'm not going to talk to you like that. It's so simple. Um, I had a, a girlfriend of a girlfriend. We were all out. She asked me to watch her bag. She was going to the bathroom and she said, Hey, slut, watch my bag for me. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say to me? I didn't say that to her, but I, I clocked it and I was like, and I said, I'm sorry, what? And she said it again. And I said, I appreciate you. I adore you, but don't talk to me like that. And she's kind of taken aback. I was very kind. It was exactly what I said. Um, I, I, I said, don't talk to me like that. I don't appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and she, you know, she got a little upset because she was worried that she had offended me or she had upset me and she was very apologetic. Um, and I was very reassuring. I said, no, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. Um, but I don't appreciate being talked like that. I don't invite that language into my interactions. I don't, I don't talk to my friends that way. And I know that she does and she and her friends, they can do whatever they want. Um, but I just simply do not talk to people that way. Um, and this is a lesson in you, in how you can set boundaries without being mean. You can clock someone's behavior without getting upset. Again, I was never upset. I know her intentions were pure. Um, but you can be, you can advocate for yourself without being aggressive, right? You can very kindly say, I, I do not receive that. Thank you. Um, and that's something that I think people miss the mark on a little bit. You can very kindly say, no, I don't receive that. So bringing that lesson back into the fitness space, we talk about toning, um, being skinny or being thin, though that kind of language really promotes this culture of smallness, um, that small is better. I don't particularly care for that. Um, not only is my stature, um, like personally, my stature is a little bit larger than the average female. Um, but I think women, especially we're always taught to be small, um, to be less than that's that less is better. And I reject that vehemently. Um, do, are you allowed to want to be leaner? Yeah. But when you talk about lean, you can be strong and lean, right? Because that refers, it's more intentional language where you are talking about specifically your body fat, your body fat percentage, your body composition, um, and the work that you have done, not necessarily just becoming smaller, right? Thinner. Um, I guess I've, and, and his distinction I like to make is, you know, my body has changed a lot this last year. I was going through some stuff, um, at my quote unquote smallest people were, you know, telling me that I looked good or whatever. And I just kind of, I kind of just wanted to be like, <laughs> thanks. It's the trauma. <laughs> it's the crippling depression. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Starvation looks great on me, I guess. I don't know. Um, but as it stands now, I'm getting stronger and leaner. Um, cause I've been on my, I've been back on my gains. Oh, I've been back on my, on my, uh, grind. And again, people are coming at me. You look so skinny. You're looking so thin. And I, and it, it triggers something in me that I, 
I should not assign to them. I know that they're trying to be kind, um, but it does trigger something in me that I just want to be like, fuck you. <laughs> I am so uninterested in your feedback about my body. Um, I think another coworker was uh, gauging that I was kind of getting annoyed. And so he came up to me and he goes, oh, you know, don't, don't lose any more weight. You know, don't lose any more weight. And again, I appreciate the sentiment, but what essentially what essentially what you're saying when you use that language is I like how you looked before and I like how you look now. If you if you lose any more weight, you will no longer be as desirable to me. And again, I reject that. This body is not for you. This body is for me. Um I again kindly set some boundaries and said thank you, but I don't really want your feedback on my body. I, I appreciate it, but no, no, thank you. Um, even, even as a couple months ago, I was going through, uh, I had some wisdom teeth complications. Um, uh, a friend member, a client, he came up to me and told me that I looked deflated. <laughs> so I was going through, I was going through like five weeks of hell from, I got my wisdom teeth removed and they like, left a piece of gauze in my mouth. And then I found it when they didn't tell that they didn't find it. Um, I like ended up having to open up my own mouth and pull it out. Then I got this raging infection. Then they had to take out a piece of my jawbone cause the infection spread. It was absolutely wild. Um, but it was like, I think by the time it was all said and it was like seven weeks and I wasn't really allowed to work out for seven weeks because I wasn't allowed to increase my blood pressure because of my face would swell and then the, I'd get dry sockets. It was a whole thing. Um, and a member, someone who knows me very, very well came up to me and was like, Hey, I, I don't mean to offend, but you gonna, I was like, yeah, okay, here we go. So I was like, okay, what's up? And he goes, you know, since you've been going through all of this, because he knew that I had been going through all this wisdom teeth stuff I had posted to my TikTok and my Instagram, he goes, you look really deflated. I said, excuse me? And he goes, no, I, don't. I just mean that your body looks different. And I looked at him like, this is the icing on the cake, man. Like what the actual fuck? <laughs> And I just looked at him and I was like, and I was like, okay, I do not receive that, but thank you for your feedback. This conversation is over. <laughs> and I walked away like, and he tried to say something to me and I said, no, no, no. I waved him away. Cause I was, I was like getting my, my third workout in, I think in like several weeks, it was only my third workout. And I was like, but of course that comment kind of ruined my workout. I was very upset. Um, and he came up to me later, you know, in the middle of my workout trying to apologize. And I, I just kind of put my hand up and I said, you know what? No, cause he knows me really well. Like, you know, we're, we're friends. And I was just like, no, no, no. Uh, you have lost Liz access for two weeks. Don't talk to me. Don't respond to my stories. You have lost access to me for two weeks. And he was like, yeah, that's fair. Like I said, he knows me really well, you know, um, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to raise my blood pressure, but he absolutely did that day. And if someone raises my blood pressure like that, I'm sorry, friend. Access, I'm sorry, friend. Access denied. Access denied. I'm not interested in that content. Um, an example of how you can set boundaries for yourself. You don't have to be mean or aggressive, but you can be assertive in saying, mm, no, I don't receive that. And access denied for now. I, I can't, I'm not equipped to handle whatever this is right now. Um, so I didn't, I didn't, and it was fine. You know, 
Um, it's a, <laughs> people are so quick to offer their feedback. I got to tell you, I am aggressively uninterested uh, in your feedback about my body. Um, Brene Brown actually said this really well about her work, but I use it in a lot of different ways too. She said, I am not interested in or open to your feedback about my work. And I say the same thing. I am not, I am not interested in or open to your feedback about my body. It is not for you. It is for me. Just say, Hey, you look good. You look healthy. You look strong. You look happy. Um, this idea that this entitlement that we have to offer people feedback about themselves um, when you did not ask, I'm not interested. Even as I navigate dating, men will come and to me and they do this like negging thing where they are like, oh, I bet I'm stronger than you. Well, sir, I'm going to be honest. I hope so. <laughs> I, I genuinely hope so. I'm not usually interested in men who aren't, number one. That's a personal preference of mine. I'm very strong. I train like Wonder Woman. I would really appreciate it if you also tried to train like Superman. I don't know. Um, but you don't have, like, I, and I know that they're flirting, but I just think that's so weird. I do think that's so odd. Just say, hey, I really appreciate, like, it looks like you work really hard. Maybe we should work it out. Some, maybe we should get a workout sometime. Maybe I can get to know you sometime. Um, this, like, weird saying this adjacent thing to what you actually mean or what you actually want to convey. You know, I try to have empathy for it. I do because I know that I'm coming from a very specific place, but I'm a very specific person and I want to cult cultivate relationships in my life that are also very specific and intentional. And it doesn't, and it doesn't really leave a lot of room for that kind of energy. Um, you get to decide how you want to move forward. You get to decide how intentional you want to be, but I do encourage you to set boundaries in your life for yourself about the way that you talk to and about yourself. Um, Oh, another, ooh, another example is when someone, when we mess something up and we say, I'm so stupid. I don't like that either. We don't talk about ourselves that way in my house. Um, Maybe you did something that was not so smart, but that is a thing that we did, not who we are, right? Who you are is not the same as a thing that you have done. So I, again, want to be very intentional with my language choice because what you speak, what you speak about, what you invite into your life, that does become who you are. You know, they say you are who you surround yourself with, but you're also what you say. You are also the energy that you cultivate in your life. And I would encourage you to cultivate energy that serves you. When you talk about your training and how sacred movement is, you want your movement to come from a place of gratitude and servitude for your body, not because it came from a place of my body isn't good enough. I want to look like their body, right? That does not come from a place of empowerment that in, in its essence comes from a place of shame. And, you know, I know people, again, I think it's sweet to say this person inspires me. I want, I want to be strong like them. That's very different than saying, I want that. I want to be them. Those are not the same thing. 
again, the way that you come about that, the way that you set that intention, it needs to be very specific so that you can have realistic expectations. I want to be shredded like them. Well, let's unpack that a little bit. Do you want to have that body fat percentage? Like if they're 10% body fat, 10% might look different on you. That's okay. Um, they can inspire you to be leaner, a leaner version of you because you like that. Um, but that's very different than saying, I want to look like them because you might never look like them. I, I mean, I don't know what your body looks like versus what their body looks like, what your framework for who you are as a person, what your lifestyle is compared to theirs. But if those don't match, baby, you're never going to look like them. I, I Like, I don't even know how better to explain that. Please feel free to shoot me an email and let me know. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's physiologically not in the cards for you. Um, so please be intentional with your goal setting. Be intentional with your nourishment and your actions and be intentional with your language to help cultivate a life and an environment that serves you and your energy. Do you know whose feedback I am open to? The people who love me. Um, and they would never talk to me like that. You know, they would never, not intentional anyway. Um, but I would, I would be comfortable saying to them, Hey, I don't, I don't like that language. Can you, can we reframe it like that? Like, what do you, what do you mean by that? Um, because m my friends and I, we speak love to one another because that's how we feel about one another. Um, if you want to cultivate love and kindness in the environment around you, you can offer that same energy to strangers. You can offer that same energy to every person that you interact with, speak to them with kindness and positivity. Um, <laughs> But, you know, and, and it's just such a culture of people really want to comment on my body. And, on, you know, I just don't think that's necessary. I say all that to say it's just so unnecessary. Um, if you want to comment on someone's body or someone's physique or you want to show support for someone, I would encourage you to be more intentional with your language. Maybe you want to say to somebody, hey, you've been working really hard lately and it's paying off. Great work. Maybe you want to say, hey, you're looking really strong today. Hey, you look really healthy today. You look, hey, you look great today, right? Because by offering that positivity without being hyper-specific, um, you even if they're having a bad day, you offer them something uplifting. Like, oh, even though I feel like shit, I look great. That's so sweet of them to say. And I think that... I think that that's missing, right? You don't really know what people are going through. Um, so I really would encourage you to be intentional with the language you use with them if your goal is to uplift someone. And again, you could come at this and say, well, people are just so sensitive. I'm just giving them a compliment. Maybe, but again, I'm a solution-oriented woman. If your goal is to make someone feel good, make sure the language that you use does that. Make sure the language that you use creates the space for people to feel good, no matter what they're going through, because you don't know their lives. Being intentional with your language give, empowers you to be more decisive 
about the way you make people feel and opens up people to feel safer with you because they trust what you say to them. Um, that is invaluable and it is very profound. I think that I think that there's not enough emphasis on the importance of language and linguistic skills in our culture as it stands. People are very quick to throw around adjacent language, things that kind of sort of mean that. Um, but that does not create space to be authentic, right? Because you're not really saying what you mean and people aren't receiving accurately what you intend for them to receive, when you want to cultivate a life of intention and action, you have to have intentional action. That's the whole thing. Um, and I offer this to you to help set realistic goals for your life, for your training, for whatever it is that you desire in this world. And I encourage you to have intentional action to make that happen. If you need the help of a professional, please seek it. Um, qualified trainers, qualified mental health professionals, whatever it is that you need. There are people out there armed with the tools, knowledge, and language to help you get there. And decide how you want to speak about yourself and about others and the way that you want to empower yourself and empower others. Language is so important and it can be beautiful and powerful, but it can also be very detrimental. Um, I hope you found today's podcast helpful. I hope you have more tools in your tool belt to help, help navigate this thing called life. Um, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at the Liz life. You can also send me an email at the Liz life at gmail.com. That is the Liz life T H E L I Z Z L I F E. That's Liz with two Z's. Remember, I'm your host, Elizabeth with an S. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. It is an honor and a pleasure to be here with you and to learn and grow with you. And I hope you have an inspired and empowered day. Mwah. Thank you for joining me and shine on my friends. Welcome to the Liz Life. The Liz Life. Welcome to the Liz Life. Welcome to the Liz Life, Liz Life. Welcome to the, welcome to the, welcome to the Liz Life, the Liz Life. Welcome to the Liz Life.